Hello and welcome to Healthline 3, I'm Terry Simmons. Today we're talking with Dr. Milan Modi, spine specialist with the Orthopedic Clinic of Willis-Knighton Health System, and we'll be discussing minimally invasive spine surgery. We'll be taking your calls throughout the show, so make sure you're in a quiet room with your TV turned all the way down before making your call. The number is 318-219-4569, and you'll see it at the bottom of your screen during the show. Dr. Modi, thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much for having me. It's a well, pleasure to be here. That's fascinating to hear everything that you've been telling us about with spine surgery. Um, and we've got some models here. You've got a demonstration for us. But first of all, let's talk about who needs surgery and how is it decided? So I think uh, before we can get to who needs surgery, let's talk about uh, how prevalent neck and back pain is. Oh, so yeah. over 90% of the population will experience neck and back pain in their entire, uh, in their lifetime. Um, majority of times is a very acute pain, which is you know pain that goes away within less than four to six weeks, uh, with minor medications, minor activity changes, um, or a steroid pack or something. You know, so that, you know, so not all that neck and back pain uh, has to be evaluated by the surgeon. But uh, we have patients who come in for that evaluation, and um, if we can reassure them, teach them what's going on and why there is pain, which comes from inflammation, if we decrease that inflammation that we can decrease their pain. Um, so as I said, majority of the population will experience some sort of neck or back pain episode in their life. The ones who experience it more chronically, so ones who are experiencing it over three months or greater than three months time, who are also not only having neck pain, but also arm pain um, or back pain and radiating leg pain or trouble walking. Uh, those are the patients you know, that uh, often may require surgery, but not always. You know. As I was telling you earlier, we, you know, between myself and my associates, we, we see between 5,000 and 6,000 patients every year. But I do about 250 to 300 surgeries in a year. So that tells you that, look, if you do the math, about 5% of the to patients that we see and evaluate need surgery and can benefit from it. The other 95% do well without uh, surgery. And so the, when we talk about non-surgical, treatment methods, it's usually a multidisciplinary approach, like so physical therapy, uh, chiropractic care, aquatic therapy, spinal injections, uh, medications, um, TENS unit. So there's a lot of different, in massage therapy, and there's a lot of different things we can apply, and finding the right fit for that patient is very, very important. Uh, the ones who fail those <laughs> options, fail those interventions, then those are the ones who need surgery to help their pain, or their dysfunction, or the weakness. Okay, and that's probably very encouraging to hear today that out of 5,000, you do maybe 250 surgeries from 5,000 cases that you see with neck and back pain because you're right. I think at one time or another, almost everyone has some kind of a stiff neck or, or they feel like they've tweaked something in their back. And you said up to three months if it's that chronic. How do we know in that time if this is something to see a spine specialist? And do we start with our regular doctor? Can we come straight to you? How do we know when it's serious enough maybe to see a specialist? So, you know, we have uh, call-ins all the time, uh, daily call-ins, and we'll work them in either the same day or next day or within that week with acute pain. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes they'll call their primary care doctor. So either way is fine, you know, so they call in, um, our clinic, we'll get them in and kind of get them evaluated, um, get their x-rays, get their examination. If things require progression to like an MRI or a CT scan, then we'll sort of uh, move ahead with that. Uh, majority of times, when it's really just a few days or a few weeks of pain, it's a reassurance, it's an education of the patient, 
very very important <laughs> um, and then letting letting them know that they that this is not uncommon this is quite common and we actually have handouts for them <laughs> uh, about home exercise they can do and then get them in with uh, either um, just a home exercise program and some medications or actually getting it with physical therapy uh, first and then um, if they're still having s symptoms they're still having problems and more imaging such as CAT scan, MRIs, nerve studies. Um, but yeah, so they can either start with the primary care or they can start with us uh, spine specialists. Okay, and, and don't be afraid to, to call and ask you. Sometimes somebody may feel like, oh, I don't wanna jump the gun, it's probably nothing. But if it's bothering you, it's painful, it's worrying you, go ahead and call. At least nothing, you'll be educated, you'll be learned. Because there's muscles involved, there's nerves involved. Um, and you talked about going down, the, there's referred pain, which it might be in your arm, but it's coming from something pinched or, or something wrong with the spine. Um, so explain that. Correct, no, definitely. Yeah, so you're right. Don't be afraid to uh, call. Yeah. Um, as they say, there's no stupid questions right. ever. <laughs> uh, it's one of the reasons why, you know, when you ask me what to title, uh, what title, I said spine specialist, not a spine surgeon. Because I think patients uh, think that sometimes when they see a spine surgeon, that surgery is their only option, or yeah. surgery is what I'm going to recommend. And that's not the case, you know. So um, anyone, when a primary care doctor sends a patient to us, they're a little apprehensive as well. Uh, because again, they see surgery uh, as part of our uh, the banners and when they walk in, but tell them, look, this is an introduction and then we don't always have to resort to surgery and we use surgery as the last option. You know? um, and you had a question about that neck pain being referred into the arms. So that's very common. You know, this is not just neck pain, but it's also radicular or referred pain. And so those are little nerves that come down. Um, so this is the model of the neck right here mm -hmm. um, and so this these are the bones of the neck and these are disc spaces right here um, so bone disc bone disc so forth and each area there's if you see these yellow areas right here and those are the nerves that come through there so imagine if a disc uh, is uh, bulging or ruptured it pushes on the nerve which then is going in, into the arms and that's why the pe people have that happening. Sometimes it's just an arthritic condition, you know, little, um, sp what we you've heard the word spur. Mm -hmm. So similar kind of spurs happen in the neck as well. And so uh, the spur can hit the nerve and cause that pain going down. Sometimes it's numbness, sometimes it's pain and numbness. Sometimes it's pain, numbness, and weakness. Uh, and then weakness can also lead to what's called dysfunction, which is you know, they can't hold a, uh, a cup of water, a coffee mug, can't turn a door handle, uh, or handwriting changes. Uh, their fine motor skills are affected. Uh, so they, they enjoyed uh, calligraphy, and they enjoyed knitting, they enjoyed model railroad or model airplane, and they can't do it because these are fine motor skills that these nerves from the neck are coming down into the arms, causing problems and uh, dysfunction. Okay. Uh, and those are very, very important things to kind of look out for. So it's not just pain. Right. I know we always focus on pain, but also the dysfunction. And uh, to have that evaluated is a good thing. That's your body is speaking to you through its symptoms. Mm -hmm. So I tell patients to listen to your body. You know, it's sort of like when patients have chest pain, it's coming from their heart. So to listen to your body. Yeah. Okay, we have a caller for you already. Okay. Matt? What is your question? Thanks for calling. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm an avid golfer and um, having some 
pretty bad back pain for years now, and I'm just curious if surgery would help me uh, kind of like it did Tiger Woods. <laughs> um, so uh, you're asking if, if surgery would help a golfer uh, like it helped Tiger Woods. So, you know, about 30 to 50 percent of golfers in their sort of golf career, uh, whether they're a weekend golfer or a pro golfer, have experienced back issues requiring a specialist. Um, so if you look at the major sort of pros, Tiger Woods, he mentioned Tiger Woods earlier, uh, Jack Nicklaus, uh, Lee Trevino, um, you know, these are all people who've had spinal surgery. Uh, in fact, Tiger Woods has had uh, uh, five surgeries on mm -hmm. his back. And if we look at his last performance, you know, he had, a, he had a, what we call a spinal fusion. He had two level spinal fusion, lumbar uh, in the low back, and he's come back playing very strong, you know. Uh, but a lot of my golfers, you know, we, we have don't always need surgery to get back to a good game. So I tell them, look, we got to get their core correct. We got to get their hip flexors looser. You know, we got to get their alignment of their spine better because what they, you know, what they do in golf is your feet are firmly planted on the ground, and your upper torso, your upper body is generating this wild swing through that. So it generates about a thousand to uh, seventeen hundred pounds of compressive forces across your spine and that amount is enough to rupture a disc. Uh, the best way to kind of avoid rupturing your disc in your low back is to warm up, you know. Uh, so give it, give yourself at least 20 s practice swings, warm up for at least five to ten minutes and then the most key part is once you're done with the game, once you're you know done with your uh, you know nine or eighteen holes, whatever you're playing, also warm down. So that's mm. very key. Um, that's what the pros also do, and sometimes they forget because they want to hit the clubhouse to get their uh, Arnold Palmer, you know. And um, but it's very important to do warming up, um, the stretching, and then warming down, stretching again, you know, and pay attention to your core. Pay attention to all your uh, muscles, such as the glutes, the hip flexors, and the spinal muscles. Does that answer your question, Matt? Absolutely. I really <laughs> appreciate it. Oh, sure. Thanks for calling, and good luck with your golf game. And so we talk about the core, too. We're talking about with the lower back and how all these muscles work together, and they can affect your dysfunction. Also, strengthening your abdominal muscles will give you a stronger back. Is that true? Very true. Yeah. Um, and that's where the therapy comes in. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where home exercise programs come in. Uh, I think it's very, very important to uh, to uh, strengthen your core muscles, um, uh, not only uh, when you have back pain, but also when you don't have back pain. Okay. All right. And I think we have another caller for you. Yeah. Is it Cheryl? What is your question? Hi. Uh, I, I, this is difficult. My doctor, I went to see my doctor when I got hurt, and she took a x-ray of my spine in the lower area, and she said the cartilage was gone between the vertebrae, but then never did anything, and can you put it back? <laughs> the cartilage is gone, can you put it back? You want to put your earpiece in your ear, you might feel a little okay. better there. Yeah, that's what I, I guess. Can they put it back, the cartilage? So, we, you know, we can't replace cartilage yet. Uh, we don't have spare human parts laying around. <laughs> we will be there someday. <laughs> um, 
I think not in my lifetime and in maybe uh, in our grandchildren's lifetime maybe. Um, but we're getting there. Well, we're I already have it. grandchildren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll, so they'll be I'm able to. I'm not going to make it that far. Yeah. But we can uh, help spread the two bones out. So if there's bone on bone, that's what we talk about. Uh, when you have hip and knee surgeries, it's usually because it's bone on bone. There's no cartilage left. So very similarly, this happens to the um, lumbar spine and cervical spine, which is the cervical spine is the neck, lumbar spine is the low back. Um, it's that bone on bone that hurts. And not only does that happen, but when the bone comes on the bone, there's no disc separating the two issues, then the nerve gets pinched. And because the nerve is getting yeah. pinched, uh, that's where it causes the pain, not only back, but buttocks, leg, uh, in the lower back. In the neck, it's your neck, shoulder, and arms because it's the neck getting pinched. So, um, so you can't replace cartilage yet, but what we can do is put a spacer, an artificial spacer, uh, or sometimes you call it a disc spacer. Sometimes people call it a cage. But what that does, it keeps the bones separated and also keeps the nerve free. And that's where the stenosis or the pressure on the nerve yeah. is causing the pain. Uh, so there are treatment options uh, for people such as you who have uh, lost their cartilage between the bones. Does that answer your question? So how do you, yes. Um, I, I know I have options now, but the next question is, is how do you get to somebody like you? Uh, that's a good, very good question. Uh, so uh, your primary care doctor can often find us and refer, us, uh, refer you to us. The uh, other option is to call us directly, you know, and, and if it's okay, I'll give myself a phone Yeah, give uh, the phone, phone number. number. Write so, this down. So 318-212-3610. 318-212-3610, and that's the orthopedic clinic, the orthopedic clinic. Uh, we also have a website. If you forget, you know, a uh, phone number, call, um, just go to T-O-C, Shreveport.com. So the orthopedic clinic, T-O-C, Shreveport.com, and you can either come see us or my other partners who specialize in hands, uh, shoulders, knees, and hips, and foot and ankle. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So if you go to the website, you can see all of the things that they do that they can help you with. It's very informative and, and all of the doctors listed and everything. So did you get all that information? I think so. Okay. Are you with the Lewis Knighton Health System, system or with Shumpert or LSU? Uh, so I'm with the Lewis Knighton Health System. Um, and I also, teach, okay. I also teach at LSU with the School of Medicine and the Department of Orthopedic Surgery. Okay, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Good luck to you. And so we talked about open surgery, open back surgery, and the minimally invasive. So what is the, it's the obvious difference? What are the other differences? And how does someone decide, or how do you decide what's going to be the best way to operate on someone? So you've, you know, you've heard the old adage that you cannot hit every nail with the same hammer. Um, you know, uh, so uh, same way with surgery is not everybody requires minimally invasive surgery, not, every, when, when ev not everybody requires uh, open surgery. So depending on the patient factors, uh, whether it's uh, their MRI uh, or their symptoms, uh, along uh, with um, the, um, their medical morbidities, so how, what, what they're, if they're diabetic, if they have a heart condition, if they have a pulmonary condition, 
So what surgery is best? And that's how we choose open versus minimal invasive. Many, many uh, techniques now have moved towards minimal invasive. So techniques uh, have, uh, these minimal invasive techniques have led to shorter recovery time, very short length of stay in the hospital, enhanced recovery, and improved patient outcomes. Wow, okay. So good thing to decide, a lot of options there. That's right. We have Rendell on the phone. What is your question? Thanks for calling. Are you there? No. Hello. Hi. Hello. What's your question? Uh, okay. Uh, 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 now I have a. Okay. Now I have a spur. I have a spur uh, in my back. In my back, and uh, uh, and, uh, and 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 what I'm saying, and also and also I have. Uh, uh, they had found they had found a cancer spot uh, uh, on my lung. And uh, uh, and uh, uh, and I and, and I've been to uh, uh, I've been to I've been to chemo and and uh, and a red and a uh, and a red registration and uh, and so and uh, uh, and, and, and 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 I can uh, and I can make a certain and I can make a certain move. And uh and and, and, I, and I feel that spirit and I feel that spirit you know that spirit is you know it it, it be stinging me and, and and all that kind of stuff and I need to see a special and I need to see a special for that. Okay. Most yeah, most definitely. It sounds like you definitely need to see that specialist. Um, now we have patients who have like like you have gone through chemo and have a cancer issue, but also uh, have a spinal issue. So we work with your cancer specialist in deciding what's the best treatment for that uh, for you. Um, there are certain spinal injections we can do. Um, there are certain modalities we can utilize. But we work with your uh, other specialists in terms of deciding what's the best treatment for you. You know, so essentially, you know, we talked about earlier not in the uh, every nail with the same hammer. Same thing for patients is you know we call it idiosyncratic. It's tailored to the patient and their other factors. You know whether it's uh, psychosocial support structure, whether it's their medical comorbidities, as, as in your case with the cancer, but there's definitely treatment options for everyone. So should we give you a call maybe? And sure, yes, yeah, so again, you know, call us at 318-212-3610. 318-212-3610. Okay, so there's help for you. You can give them a call. Does that answer your question? Rendell, you still what, there? What is his number? Hit, go ahead. And can, I, can I get his phone number? Yeah, write this down. You ready? 318-212-3610. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, sir. Okay, it's, okay. You say it's two. It's two. It's, it's two, one, two. Uh-huh. Correct. 3610. Okay. Three. Six one zero. That's, That's it. it. You That's got it. it. We we'll look forward to helping you. Okay. Okay. You take care of yourself. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Okay. Now, Doctor, when you've got lots of, you've got some, we've got some demonstrations. You've got a demonstration here. We've got some models. This is what you actually use in the office when you're explaining to people about their possibilities, what they might have. That's and correct. You know, they say a picture's worth a thousand words, and so. <laughs> 
we do often you know, use mo uh, models and pictures and things to explain pa uh, to patients. So yeah. we have, um, um, as, uh, as we talked about earlier, this is the neck model. Okay. This is the base of the skull, mm -hmm. uh, base of the skull, and then the bones and the disc and the nerves of the neck. Um, and this is right here, this is the, uh, what we call lumbar spine. And is that in the middle back that, or that's lower? In your low, that's lower, lower back. back. Yeah. And so again, um, bone, disc, bone, disc, bone, discs, and so forth. So each disc is separating two bones. Mm -hmm. uh, and then also is a nerve on the left side and then nerve on the right side. Uh, and if you look down the middle of it, oh. you'll see the spinal cord. Mm -hmm. So the spinal cord and the nerves live in the middle of your spinal canal. And these bones protect that. But as we age, um, these bones overgrow, and they cause oh. this bone spurs, and can cause pinching of the nerves secondary to that. So that which is meant to protect us in our younger age and in our development, um, you know, also can uh, lead to issues in the future. Okay. Oh, we have Judy on the line. Hi, Judy, thanks for calling. What's your question? Hi, uh, I'm in my 70s, and I have stenosis in my neck. My arm hurts, my left arm hurts a lot and is weak, and I wonder if that's something that could be corrected surgically or non-surgically, and if it's surgical, how much risk would I have? All very good questions, uh, something we see quite commonly. Um, so uh, what you have is something called uh, cervical stenosis, which is pain with this pressure on the spinal cord of the nerves in the neck. And that can cause neck pain, uh, shoulder pain, and arm pain. Uh, that can also cause achy feeling in your arms. It often causes dysfunction, which your hands not working well. Um, majority of times, we can treat that with uh, physical therapy, along with traction. We can also treat it with some medications for muscle relaxant or anti-inflammatories. Um, we can also treat it with spinal injections. So we can do an epidural injection in the neck under x-ray. Uh, and then coat the uh, inflamed nerve with a steroid medicine. So again, we're decreasing inflammation, which also decreases the pain. You know? um, sometimes when the stenosis or the pressure on the spinal cord and the nerves is severe, uh, which can also lead to uh, severe uh, uh, weakness and dysfunction, and sometimes you lose, lose muscle uh, in your hands, what we call that atrophy. Mm -hmm. So the muscles being lost, where a patient can't open a jar, can't open the door, can't use their shifter in their car, um, or their handwriting is terrible like a doctor's. <laughs> um, those are things that we look for also when to decide if they need surgery. Majority of times when people have severe pressure on the spinal cord in their neck, surgery is a better option um, in the long run. Um, and then, you know, you asked about the risks. Um, so we go through the, the benefits and the risks with every patient. Uh, we help to optimize uh, the patient outcome and, and minimize their risks by going through uh, what we call risk stratification. So we will have a patient go through their medical doctor, get a, a medical checkup. If they have heart condition, we'll have them go through a heart specialist. If they have a lung condition, we'll have their lung uh, specialist and uh, see if they qualify for surgery and where they're stratified, you know, if it's a low risk, moderate risk, or high risk. And then we'll have a uh, conversation with the uh, family about uh, what's the best option for that patient. Uh, but we've had plenty of patients in their 70s, 80s, 
the oldest one I've done the neck surgery on is 96, and um, he came out of it just fine. And um, I know you celebrate 100th <laughs> birthday, uh, and I got a card for that. So. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Does that answer your question? It does. It helps me a lot. Oh, good, Judy. Thank you. Sure. Thank you so much for calling. Thank so you. So you have a demonstration. Do we have time? Do you want to do that and show it to sure, us? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Do you need my help? No, I think what I'll do is. Um, so this is a, a, a tool that we use for minimal invasive spine surgery. Okay. Uh, not it's not commonly utilized, but something I've been utilizing for the last ten years or so. Uh, we've sort of improved the technology. It's gone smaller and smaller. But it's, uh, this is uh, something called a pedigard, and it's when we put um, uh, screws uh, into the body of the vertebral body. Or so I'll show you what the screws look like. So these are titanium screws. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're put into the bone, and they're done in a robotic or minimally invasive fashion. Mm -hmm. um, so the screws go in through on the side into the bones itself. So you can actually see oh. the, um, the bone itself and the titanium screw going in. And the spinal cord actually lives in this area, mm -hmm. the spinal nerve. So you can see how it has to be uh, protected yes. from these things. And so we, there's a lot of different ways we minimize those risks. One way is technique and, and training. Um, being very careful and then the other way is this little device that helps uh, with that it's called a uh, it's called a pedigard and um, so if you'll let me demonstrate this is the sharp part of it right here that's the needle uh -huh. that goes into the bone itself but if the if it's in bone it makes a different noise a different sound than when if it if it's near nerves or if it's near the spinal fluid oh. so if you'll see, I j what I did was I filled a cap with uh, water here, which uh -huh. would demonstrate a little soft or fluid. And you sort of oh, I guess I'm not doing it right now. Do you want to try this one because it didn't have the... Yeah, let's try that one. Because it'll make a sound too when yeah. you pull that ribbon right. out. So we'll try this one right here. Yeah. There yeah. we go. So this will make noise, and that's how you can tell? Like, is it loud noise, like out in the open like that, or do you have to have special equipment while you're? Yeah. There we go. So it will tell you there's an alarm when you're getting toward tissue that you shouldn't be getting near, right? right? Exactly, yeah. That's good to know. So Those are some big screws. Te technology malfunction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, again, it makes a very, very uh, fast beeping sound uh -huh. if it's in water uh -huh. versus if it's in uh, bone. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, so a lot of you know we also have um, other techniques such as an ultrasonic uh, scalpel, mm -hmm. so which only cuts bone, mm -hmm. um, and um, you know, um, and of course we talk about robotic. Yeah. Okay. And before we get to that, now we've heard you say that the spine is like a car, right? Yes. Explain what. What do you mean yeah. by that? So what I often do, patients don't uh, sort of get the concept that there's degeneration. You know, they're uh, in their body. You know, they may be in their 40s or 50s. Um, so I'll often look down at their chart and look at their uh, date of birth. So let's say they're born in 1972. So that makes them about 50 years old. So imagine a car you bought in 1972. And if that car has been on the open road, uh, you know, you're driving that car, you're getting mileage, um, then there's parts that wear out. So tires, brake pads, uh, windshield washers, 
those wear out because there's wear and tear on them. But dashboard or your mirror, you know, your, your rear view mirror, there's no wear and tear on that because they're fixed components, they're not moving. So it's very similar in the body, you know, your discs are like tires in a car. Um, and so when you're moving through your life, just imagine there's mileage on it, but you want mileage. You don't want a car that you bought in 1972 or 1962, 1952, you know, to sit in the garage under a tarp. Sure, there'll be no wear and tear on it, but you really didn't enjoy driving that car. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with your body. You know, when you use your body and it's function to, to keep functional and stay functional as long as you can. Right. Okay, well that's a good analogy. So you want those miles, you just want healthy miles and maintenance along the way and taking care of it. But there is going to be some, you know, you drive it off the lot, then it's already going to start going a little bit lower in value or it's going to have some wear and tear depending how you've done. So that's a really good way to look at it. There's mm -hmm. just normally the longer you live, you're going to have a little bit of, and that's right. why we have you. And that, you know, that's why if you look at the car analogy mm -hmm. is, you know, we have maintenance. We go, you know, go to the mechanic, we get our oil changes every certain thousand miles. Um, same thing with your human body, you know, that's what we have physicians, that's what we sometimes replace parts, mm -hmm. and sometimes we tune them up. Mm -hmm. Replace the part and tune them up. That's right. Either one. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. This Thank has you. been really fascinating. Thank you for bringing all of this for us to look at, and, and the questions were really wonderful. Our viewers are really great at calling in and, and asking something to, uh, to really emphasize on the different surgeries and everything available. So we really appreciate you being here. Thank you very much yeah. for having me. All right. Any one thing you'd like to leave our viewers with before we close? Uh, it seemed like they wanted our phone number yeah, quite often. Yeah, give the so phone they, number, yeah. Yeah, so I'll give them 318-212-3610. And uh, they remember uh, nothing else uh, out of this. Stay on the open road and stay functional. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you so much. It's Thank been you. such a pleasure. Same and here. it's the orthopedic clinic. The orthopedic so clinic. Okay. And um, different types of surgeries, minimally invasive, open, everything there. And also go to the website. They can find out all kinds of things about your associates also. That's right. All right. Thank you for joining us today for Healthline 3. We'll see you next time. Enjoy your afternoon.